And he cried, the Lord, save my soul, forgave me for all the wrong I've done. The Lord made me whole and cleansed me in the blood of his precious Son. I sang this one the other night during our fellowship meeting, and I was asked to sing it again, so I'm going to. I'm growing cold, seems I'm losing hope, going down this road, so many twists and turns, sometimes it's hard to push on. All the life throws Sometimes I'm not sure Why I keep pressing on Cause think of his hands And think of those scars And think of our king Wearing a crown of thorns So deny yourself Take up your cross Cause when you want to give up Just think of those scars All is going well I pray every night Gotta pay those bills Been working overtime Yeah, I'm living the dream Living my best life But I can't make it to church I just don't have time But think of his hands And think of those scars And think of our king Wearing a crown of thorns So deny yourself Take up your cross When you want to give in Just think of those scars
Jesus who died upon a cross and rose again to save my lost. Forgive me now of all my sin, complete my say, the Lord and friend. Change my life and make it new and help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new and help me, Lord, to live for you. Jesus who died upon a cross and rose again to save the lost. Forken me now of all of sin, complete my say, the Lord and friend. Change my life and make it new, and help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new, and help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new, help me, Lord, to live for you. Change my life and make it new and help me Lord and help me Lord to live to live for you. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. He answers prayers. He Out in the slums of Judea, 
Once was a mission begun. Go like the dear loving Jesus. Search for the wandering one. Out in the suns for the Savior. Out in the hills bleak and cold. Telling of Christ the good shepherd. Bringing the lost to the fold. Out in the sinkers and Sons for the Savior, herald his word anywhere. Out in the sons for the Savior, out in the hills bleak and cold, telling of Christ the good shepherd, bringing the lost to the Thank the Lord. Thankful to be standing back in the pulpit again. Thank the Lord we've had a little help today. I knew I wasn't going to be able to stand a, a whole hour, so I asked for some little extra singing. And I tell you what, it's blessed my heart and thank the Lord for for all of our young people and all the extra singing that uh, took place. God has surely has blessed us this morning. We thank God for that. And again, I want to take this opportunity to thank everybody that's helped us out in uh, speaking for us in times of our absence. And I do thank you tremendously from the bottom of my heart for all the prayers that have gone up on our behalf. We just thank the Lord for our church family. We thank the Lord for His blessings upon us. You know, today I want to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Daniel. Daniel and chapter 3 for just a little while. We pray that God's Word would find lodgment in all of our hearts today. This is a different type of message this morning. It's one that has been laying upon my heart over the last week or so. And as I began a short study in the book of Daniel, I was just compelled by the Holy Spirit to bring this lesson. And I know today that this is one of those those uh, portions of Scripture that everybody knows about. But today we're going to kind of spin this in a different direction. I pray the Lord's blessing upon His Word. In Daniel, in chapter 3, let me get my... Oh, you boys have been hard up here, ain't you? Got my light all turned sideways? Been being some hard preaching going on. <laughs> But in Daniel chapter 3, we have the, the narrative of these three Hebrew boys that was thrown into the fiery furnace. And as you look at this scene, I want you to think about this as we welcome our radio audience and we thank the Lord for all those that have gathered in the house of the Lord today. We pray God's blessing upon His Word. You know, I'll just be honest with you. It's been two weeks since I've stood in the pulpit, and I'm nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof, I feel. I've been shaking all over this morning. But uh, get back into the thing, get back into the swing of things. I know God's going to bless 
But in Daniel chapter 3, I'm going to read quite a bit of this, and I pray the Lord's blessing upon the reading of His Word, because I want, you to, I want your mind to go back to what Nebuchadnezzar was offering the people. I want your mind to go back to a place, and I want you to visually see Daniel and these three Hebrew boys, and I want to, I'll be bringing back a little reference to Daniel himself in chapter 1. And I want you to just think about the scene that is set before us. In Daniel chapter 3, beginning at verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and a breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Now, what you're looking at here is about a, a 90 by 9 foot tall statue. Everybody could see it from where they were at, wherever they were at in that plain, in that area. Everybody around the kingdom could see this idol that had been erected. The Bible says in verse 2, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent together together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the, the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image of the Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. They stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And again, allow your mind to drift back to this plane. Allow your mind to see the king and all those that were in charge and authority. I want you to see where they were at. It's like our old world today, isn't it? It's just like our world today when we see how the government and everything else is beginning to just begin to crumble under itself. Under the weight of the images that people worship. Regardless of what their cause is, many have begun to worship different things other than the God of heaven. It's leading to destruction. It's leading to the fall of one of the greatest countries this world has ever seen. We're going to see one day, as was spoke of many, many years ago, America will be taken without firing a shot. We see that beginning to be set up because there's Christians in the world today that have forgotten where they came from. There are Christians in the world today that have forgotten that they're saved by the grace of God. They begin to bend under the weight of peer pressure. They begin to buckle under the weight of their own fleshly desires. They begin to forget about honesty, honor, and integrity. These are the three crutches which I will lean upon today. And I want you to think about this as we look into the life of these three Hebrew men that regardless of what they faced, they had honor, they had honesty. And that brings about integrity. Without honor and honesty, you can never have integrity. God's people today need to have an understanding of what integrity is all about. This church age in which we now live has come to a place where they accept anything and everything. We're seeing the breakdown of the structural boundaries that uphold sound churches. 
We see the beginning and the destruction of things that our forefathers have died for. I have heard it said in the, just a very recent past that baptism is not all that important. And it doesn't really matter who administers baptism as long as it's done. Folks, I want you to know something. Baptism was given as the first ordinance of the church. Jesus Christ wanted to make sure that it was kept sacred. There have been those that have been going around spreading lies that the Baptists are lying when they talk about the trail of blood. Folks, I want you to know something. Our forefathers died mercilessly for the sake of baptism. For the upholding of the ordinance of baptism, many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Baptists were beheaded. And you know what? Through all the dark ages, integrity was kept intact because they honored the Word of God and they were honest with their families. Folks, I want you to know something. Church families today are beginning to grow weak because of a lack of sound biblical teachings. I've heard it said in the recent past that there is no need to preach doctrine any longer in the church. Folks, I want you to know something. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's what we see happening in the world today. People are falling. And people are, are, are allowing churches to begin to dwindle away for the sake of keeping the numbers up. Well, folks, I want you to know something today. That I thank God for the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. I thank God for a church that loves the Word of God. And I thank God that I have preachers that come to me and say, this is the easiest place I've ever been able to preach in. You know why? Because we have a people that love God's holy word. Folks, I'm thankful for God's people here. But as we look at these scenes that we're about to embark upon, I want your mind, I want you to go back to where these three Hebrew boys were. So as we open up, Emmanuel to our visiting friends and our radio audience, today's sermon will entail three properties of the faithful and true Christian experience. You may be asking yourself, what does the pastor mean? Well, what I wish to speak on this Lord's Day is the special identification marks of a true child of God. What do you think should mark or identify the child of God? What should be their identifying mark when it comes to their Christian walk? What should be their identifying mark when it comes to their Christian behavior? Well, first of all, today I want you to look at something with me. I think honesty is one of the truest things that a Christian needs to have in their life. Honesty. These first 13 verses of Scripture of Daniel chapter 3, we see something that emulates the honesty of these individuals. Now, these three could have said when they were accused that, oh, we bowed, we bowed. You just didn't see us. We, we paid homage to, the, to uh, your erected statue you just was busy with some other people looking at. Well, we we done it. We, they could have done. They could have done that very thing. And we here today. We are Christians today, so called that. They want to lay claim to Christianity, but their lives does do not prove it. We see people today that that say I'm a Christian, but they live lives that do not betray the life of Christ whatsoever. Then when you begin to question individuals on their Christian character, oh, I believe exactly what you say. I am a Christian. 
but yet they don't care to go out to drink and carouse on Friday night and Saturday night. They don't care to go out to do the things that the world does every day. They fill themselves up with the things of, uh, of debauchery and, and sin and covetousness and all these other things. And yet they want you to believe they're a Christian. There's no honesty in that. You have already betrayed yourself with the life that you've lived. I've heard some, I've heard some explain, well, I just can't come to church. And the song that Grant sings, I love this song. It really strikes a note. And as I was sitting in my study the other day, and I was going through this, I was thinking about the things that he was saying here. And in this song, you know, it... You know, that second verse, I believe, says a lot. A lot of times, church families begin to suffer because the church members begin to put the world ahead of the church or God. Now listen, I want you to know something. I believe that, that we have an obligation to fulfill from time to time on the, in the job site. There's no doubt about that. There's times when we have to work overtime and not able to be in the house of God or maybe we work so far away we can't get back to the house of God in time. I understand that. But when we purposely put our ox in the ditch, when we purposely make up our minds that we're not going to serve the Lord on a given day just because we want to fulfill our own desires, we're being dishonest. We're being dishonest not only with the world around us, our communities that see us. We're being dishonest to our children, to our grandchildren. We're teaching them that, yes, the house of God is, is the place to be, but when we begin to go out because of, of what we want to do to fulfill our desires, it's being dishonest. You'll never have integrity if you're dishonest in your Christian walk. You'll never have integrity if you're dishonest with the things that you tell one person and experience with another. This second verse of this of Brother Grant's song says, All is going well, I pray every night. Gotta pay those bills. Been working overtime. I'm living the dream. Been living my best life. But I can't make it to church. I just don't have the time. Now, who are you being dishonest with there? You're being dishonest with yourself when you say that you don't have time to come to the house of God because you have placed your ox in a deep ditch. Folks, I want you to know something. As I look back and I look at these three Hebrew boys, they could have said, hey, we done exactly what you said. We, we fulfilled everything that the king wanted. But no, they didn't do that, did they? They refused. The Bible says they refused to bow down to the image that Nebuchadnezzar had directed. And I want you to think about that. They put themselves in a place of jeopardy for the sake of God, for the sake of family, for the sake of their own upbringing. They, they sacrifice themselves. You know, sometimes we got to sacrifice a little bit of ourselves, don't we? I don't always feel the best in the world. Although God has blessed me in these last few months more than I can tell you. Things have changed in my, my own body that I can't explain except to say God has done something. Now folks, I want you to know something. Even standing here today, I don't feel so good. But I thank God that He's given me the strength and the power. Just to, hey, I feel pretty good right now. Thank the Lord. But I wonder how often we, we throw our our church membership under the bus of a headache that's not really there or the fatigue that 
Oftentimes we bring on ourselves because we don't get the proper sleep that we need. We're being dishonest with ourselves when we begin to make excuses why I can't serve God. We're being dishonest with ourselves. And I look at my daughter and I'm being dishonest with her. I look at my grandchildren and I'm being dishonest with them. If I just simply say, well, I just don't feel like it. Folks, I want you to know something. When it came to these three Hebrew boys, I want you to know they may not have been looking forward to the punishment that they were looking at. But they were willing to take whatever it was that Nebuchadnezzar was ready to dish out. They were ready to stand there and take the the punishment. They were being honest not only with themselves, but they were being honest toward their God of heaven. They were being honest with Daniel who brought them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And they were being honest with with their families. I'm talking about their, their kingdom. Be an example is what I'm saying today. Be the right example. And that's what we see. In verse uh, uh, number, number 12, the Bible says, uh, as these began to come in and accuse these, these young men, it says, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They served not thy gods, nor worshipped the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Can you just imagine the scene now? Here they were. They were told to bow down to the image that the king had erected. To worship all the different gods that the king had set up. And they refused to do so knowing that they were going to be brought before the king. But they were not dishonest. They were honest. That's what I want you to get a hold of today. These three could have said, Oh yes, we did. King, they just missed us when we were performing all thy commands. Honesty will not allow one to go against his his conscience. An honest person will speak and act honestly. Go to Romans in chapter 12 for just a moment. I want you to look at this scripture with me. Romans in chapter 12. Notice what it says here in verse 17. The Bible says here, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were doing, right? They were performing an honest performance in front of all those that were there. In 2 Corinthians in chapter 8 and verse 21, notice what it says here. 2 Corinthians in chapter 8 and verse 21. The Bible says what we are to be doing is to provide for honest things. Not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Folks, that's what I'm talking about today. You know, I heard Brother Jim at the end of, the, of his Sunday school hour talking about the fact that, listen, this church is a witness in this community. Each one of you are a witness wherever you're at. Whether it's on the job, whether it's in this community, wherever you're at, listen, you are a open witness and an open book before those that see you. What kind of witness are you leaving behind? Are you ready to quit and give up on God? Are you ready to just give up and forget about the Christian life and the Christian walk? Are you ready to just give up on your brothers and sisters in Christ? Listen, be honest with yourself here. What's the reason? And I say this not only to our church family, but to our whole radio audience and all those in Sermon Audio land. What's the reason that you've given up on God? What's the cause? And is it worth it? Look at the look at the, the people around you. Look at your families. Look at your children. Look at your offspring, your grandchildren. Is it really worth 
thrown away the image of God in your family for the sake of your own comfort. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was ready to, to suffer for theirs, weren't they? Now I want you to consider it. Honesty is doing right even when you could get by with doing wrong. Think about that. Oh, it's just a, it's just a little white lie. Don't really amount to much. Oh, it ain't, they're not going to miss it. You know, I've heard that. I've heard that time and again. You know, on the job site, men that uh, you know they'll sneak around and somehow they'll get a. Oh, I've seen. Well, I've seen. I've seen big welders hooked to trucks pulled out of there. How in the world do you think you're going to get by with that? I don't know how they thought they was going to get by with it, but they thought they was. But you know what? They at one time had a good reputation of a good worker. You know, one little thing can ruin your reputation as a Christian. One bad act can ruin your reputation as a child of God. One bad act can ruin your reputation in front of your wife, your children, and your grandchildren. We've got to be honest with ourselves. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Secondly, today, I want you to look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's honor. In Daniel 3, 14-23, we see the honor of these young men. What is honor? Honor is personal integrity. a strong moral character or strength. It is an adherence to ethical principles. That's what honor is. Do you have honor in your own lifestyle? Is there honor in the way that you live? Is there honor in the way you talk? Is there honor in the way that you love one another? Is it real? Honor will cause it to be real. Even when you're hurt. Honor will cause it to be real. Even when you've been wronged. Honor will cause you to still love those that don't necessarily love you. You know why? Because you're honorable. You're not willing to trade punches. You're ready to stand and give an account for your own Christian welfare. You know, I thank God that He's given me this message. One thing, it's taught me a lot. Now, I don't know if this message is for anybody else in this house or not, but it's been for me. I know that. You've got to protect your honor, folks. Even when somebody hurts you, you've got to protect your honor. You're a Christian. You're a child of the King. You're born again. You're saved by God's amazing grace. You're on your way to heaven. You've been forgiven of all your sins. Remember honor in your life. Remember the ethical principles, the convictions, the belief system that makes you what you are. These three Hebrew boys had honor among themselves and they had honor even among those who were their enemies. We see in these first 20, first 21 verses of Scripture that regardless of all those that were coming against them, they still had honor to praise their God. You know, as I was thinking about something in particular because of something that was said this past week, respect is something that is earned. It's not just given. Respect is something that you must earn. So being consistent in one's convictions is where honor begins to take root. Not willing to compromise on the beliefs that you have been saved by and reared by. Not willing to compromise for your children's sake and for your grandchildren's sake. Not being flip-floppy. Not saying one thing today and another thing tomorrow. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had convictions and they stood by those convictions. Are you willing to stand with your convictions today? Or are your convictions merely strong beliefs that can change from time to time? I talk to Christians all the time and I talked to a young man this past week who used to stand for this and now he's let it go. It wasn't so important. Those things are not so important to me. Well, folks, I want you to know something. A real conviction will make it important to you. Amen. Convictions do not change over time. Convictions only grow stronger when you're that close to the Lord and it helps you to, to keep on the right path. Does your convictions change? If your convictions change with the crowd, they never were convictions, only strong beliefs. Even in the face of trouble, these three remain honorable. They remain faithful. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they never caved in under pressure. They stood the test of not only time, meaning that they never changed their standards because of the fact everybody else was doing it. They stood even when others threatened their safety and comfort. Peer pressure always overtakes the weak and the wishy-washy. Daniel 3 and 16, the Bible says, oh, these boys, they had had the right answer, didn't they? We're not careful to answer in this matter. We're going to stand up for what is right. We're going to do what is good. So I pray that we get a hold of that. Now lastly, I want you to look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's integrity. You may ask the question, what is integrity? According to the dictionary, it is in the first definition, the quality of possessing and steadfastly adhering to high moral principles and professional standards. Do you have integrity in your Christian walk? You cannot have it without the first two points, honor and honesty. You've got to have those two in order to have integrity. Even in the face of losing it all, these three children of God stood the test. They stayed by the stuff. They never gave up on their convictions. Integrity is doing what is right even when nobody else is watching. That's what integrity will do for you. It'll cause you to stay on the straight and narrow even when you're not around your church family. Even when you're by yourself and nobody else sees. Integrity will keep you straight because you're filled with honesty and honor. Falsehoods always swing on a pendulum. The pendulum is always changing with its back and forth motion. Never settled in its track. Never committed to what is sure and steadfast. These three had integrity because regardless of time, lapse of time, or the events which can and will change, the truth never changes. You can mark that one down, folks. Truth never changes. Truth is truth and nothing can change it. The pendulum swings freely back and forth under whatever influence is in control. But the true believer never is powered by outside events or strategies of those around them. Be what God wants you to be. Be influenced by the truth, not overwhelmed by pressure of others. They could have went along with the crowd. But where would that have left them? They would have sunk in the idol worship. In Daniel 3, 23 through 30, we see the reason why we're to stay on the winning side. Remember and think of Christ's scars that's written in this, this song of grants. 
Think of His hands. Think of those scars. When you're ready to quit on God, think about your Savior who wore a crown of thorns for you. When you're ready to quit on God, think about the King whose hands and feet were nailed to an old rugged tree. When you're ready to give up on God, think about He who would not come down from the cross until the work was finished. Think on those things today. When you think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you remember they were filled with integrity because they had honesty and honor in their lives. That's what we need as Christians. We need honesty. We need honor. You want to be filled with integrity? You know, I have people all the time to tell me, I've got integrity. (laughs) A lot of people don't even know what the word means. Integrity is something that's special, I think. It's honorable. It's filled with truth. Now, like I said, this has been a different kind of message, I know. But this is the message that the Lord laid on my heart. I know it's not only for us. It's for all who have listened today by way of radio and sermon audio. And I know we have just went off the air, but I want you to know this. That I, I want this church, I want this church to be the best church that she can be. I want this church to be filled with people who have integrity, who are not willing to compromise, who are not willing to to go with a go with the crowd who wants to cause trouble. Listen, if you listen, the Holy Spirit's already spoke to your heart. I know. That's how He does. That's what He done to me as I was sitting at my study preparing this sermon. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to preach until Friday night and I made up my mind I'm going to try to preach. Well, folks, I want you to know something. As I said in my study this week, I could only sit for like 15 minutes at a time or write down a few thoughts and I have to go back and prop up my old leg. I worked on this message all weekend, but I want you to know something. It means something to me to know that there's a people that have honor and integrity about them. That are not willing to compromise the truth. That are not willing to stand in the way of the, of the, of the way of, of Jesus Christ. We need people. We need churches. I had a man to tell me the other day, they ain't, they ain't, the churches are, are nothing like they used to be. I said, I know a church it is. And it's not just because I'm their pastor, because there are people that love the Word of God the way it is. There are people that are filled with integrity, that are filled with honor and honesty. Folks, never forget that truth will never change. The reason why it's so easy to tell a falsehood or to get tangled up in falsehoods is because it keeps us swinging either way. Hey, listen, it's just like something on a pendulum. It goes one way or the other. You need to stay the course. Stay where you need to be. Today, if you're here and you're lost, I want to point you to the one who can give you what real honor is all about. Jesus Christ honored His Father in the fact that He fulfilled all His Father's will. All the way down to the last dregs of the cup that he drank that day at Calvary. Folks, I want you to know something. Jesus Christ died to pay for sinner's debt. If you're here today and you're lost, you don't know the Lord's your Savior. It behooves me to beg you to come unto the cross. Come to Jesus today. Repent of your sins and trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. Thou shalt be saved. Then what you need to do is follow me in scriptural baptism. Being a picture and a light to all those around you. That my life has changed. I'm a child of the King. And I want to live with honor, honesty, and filled with integrity. Let's all stand please. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, 
Lord, as we bow before your throne, we do so with thankful heart. Oh, dear God, I thank you for giving us power. For giving us strength, dear God, to be able to stand to proclaim the truth that you've laid on my heart. And Lord, I thank you as we reflect back on the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lord, that they were filled with honesty. They had honor among themselves. And honesty and honor breed integrity. Lord, I pray that all of our lives will be filled with integrity. We will not succumb to the devil's attacks and tactics. But we will, as a church family, strive for the advancement of the kingdom and the church of the living God. Lord, bless us. Save souls and save lives. Father, forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. Have our song leader and our pianist to come.